0: Welcome to Revitalizing Toledo. In today's podcast, we are going to share a segment of our interview with the renowned economist from the University of Michigan, Dr. Hoyt Blickley. In this segment, he talks about the corporate tax reduction recently implemented by President Trump and its effectiveness. What is your view about the uh, corporate tax reduction? So Mitt Romney had this quote that they made fun of him for saying said, corporations are people too, uh, which, you know, sounds kind of ridiculous on the face of it. I think the generous interpretation of what he meant was that someone owns that corporation. It's not yeah. like a self, it's not like an autonomous vehicle, right? That kind of goes and does There's it, somebody it. making those decisions. There's, well, but there's someone who owns it at yeah. right the point, right? And, mm-hmm. and there are workers at it and so forth. And so when you're taxing that, mm-hmm. you're, you're basically taxing someone who owns it. The question is, does it make sense to tax the corporate income when you're also taxing the income that the person receives? This is the complaint about double taxation. No. But there, There's a lot of ways that double taxing happens, though, doesn't it? I mean, the estate tax is a double tax. Uh, there's Yeah, for example, yeah, you could say that. The estate tax could be double taxation, although it also has this issue that it, it relieves that there's the basis step up of capital gains. Yeah. This is going to get us off track, though. So, you're right. Double taxation, it seems like that would be a problem. Of course, you could also fix it by just having the two rates come down. Right? Mm-hmm. And then the double taxation could be like single taxation at a, at a higher rate. Yeah. But the point is that some notion that, that, that those things can't be both high <laughs> is important. Now, mm-hmm. currently, capital income isn't taxed very highly uh, relative to regular income. Currently, corporate income, in effect... Is taxed at a very low rate because we make it so easy for those corporations to leave their money somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Now, who knows whether that would be reinvested here or not? We're, we well, we're going to see what happens. Yeah. My guess is not much is going to happen because most corporations are sitting on top of a lot of cash already,
1: mm-hmm. here
0: and there, here oh, in the okay. U.S. and in Ireland or whatever their tax. Yeah. On. Mm-hmm. There's another issue which is has to do with how do you how do you reduce such a tax. Supposing it is a goal, you say this tax is too high, mm-hmm. What? how are you going to reduce it? Uh, the first thing that you might say is, well, there are lots of ways to do this um, that doesn't also add to the deficit. Mm-hmm. Because when you add to the deficit, you're saying in the future, we're going to have to either cut spending or raise taxes, probably both. Yeah. Right? Which means in the future, I'm expecting my taxes to be higher. And that's distorting incentives as well. So, yeah, that's interesting. So that I think a more honest... Approach to this would say, "This our priority is to reduce this, but we're going to understand that there's a trade-off that we face and try to build that into the mm-hmm. kind of some compensating feature of spending or taxation." And, okay, um, that didn't happen. Um, the other thing that it's perhaps a little less realistic, but I can propose these things in theory mm-hmm. <laughs> quite easily <right laughs> in my office, which is ultimately the thing we're concerned about with the corporate tax is about incentives in the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay uh, what we would like in the future is if we think that capital doesn't have enough incentives to exist right that we'd like there to be more capital in the economy and we'd like to remove it um, that's really about what's the tax going to be in 10 years or 20 years okay on the gains that are that arise because I've increased my capital stock I make an investment today it's going to pay off over mm-hmm. 20 30 years let's say um, I'm more I should in principle be more concerned about what are the taxes, in the far future rather than next year's tax mm-hmm. of course what they did but in finance though i've noticed it's all about the immediate it's you're trying to show your shareholders to increase the value as a ceo you want to keep it going in order to keep i don't know your hold on the company i would No, say. sure but that that's sort of a that's not saying they're more productive like if you yeah. cut the cash, well, suppose we could have done this we could have said i'm going to give you a rebate on your corporate taxes if you paid them at all in the past few years you, mm-hmm. you can take them now as a credit or we'll even oh. cash it back to you. And I'm not proposing yeah. that. I'm just saying in theory, yeah. right? Now, that would pump up your stock value because it's like the yeah, treasury yeah. just wrote you a check. <laughs> but it does nothing to improve the efficiency of investment mm-hmm. because it doesn't. It, you can't change your past investment. So, yeah, I get that. So what we're interested in is bringing the marginal product of capital or the marginal revenue product of capital, meaning like the rate of return on that last dollar you invest. You want that to be not like way higher than something like society's discount rate. Okay. And so taxes introduce kind of a gap between those. You mm-hmm. want that to gap to be small if you could. Mm-hmm. Right? That's about sort of aligning the incentives to society with the incentives of the investor. Mm-hmm. The issue is that by cutting the tax today, you didn't really change that marginal that, incentive. That's true. You didn't change that calculation either, like well, essentially from their perspective. From their perspective. The, the investments that pay off this year were made in years past. So, so it's basically like you gave a prize to the people who invested in the past. And that doesn't really change the uh, incentive for today's investment or not decision. So, so which, it really was a handout almost. Well, it's hard to not have it be a, a thing to a handout to some extent, right? Anytime you change a price or a policy, there's sort of people who benefit because they were doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. And then there's the people who come in and do it newly, mm-hmm. right? The funny thing about this, though, is that you could actually structure it to say, well, the corporate tax is going to go to zero in the future, Mm -hmm. even if it's going to be high today. Put it on a glide path. That's so much smarter, yeah. Instead, what happens is you turn it off, you you, you cranked it down today, you get this handout to corporations, and you get sort of an increase in market valuation as a result. right? You expect the market valuation of these companies to go up, but it's sort of fictitious because if the Treasury had just written them a check, their market valuations would go up, and that's effectively what <laughs> yeah, happened, yeah. right? And so, we wow. we'd really like to understand how much of this is about the true gain to society from having, from sort of removing the gap between our time preference, our future, uh, how much we value the future versus how much do investors value the future. We'd like that to be close to getting rid of the tax. We'll get, we'll bring them closer wow. to equal. But yeah. uh, you know, you're also giving, you're, you're basically sort of giving handouts at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. By relieving them of this tax obligation. Mm-hmm. Um, on investments that they they can't unmake because they've already been made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So with that, we have come to the end of our segment of corporate tax deduction. Please tune into Revitalizing Toledo in iTunes and subscribe to our podcast for listening to more interesting conversation.